Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is Front Row, and I'm your host, James Whiteside, principal dancer and choreographer with American Ballet Theater and the author of Center Center. Take a seat in the front row as I discuss the creative process and the business of creativity with the world's brightest stars. Robin Price Glasser is the national best-selling author of many books for children, including the Fancy Nancy series written by Jane O'Connor, Lambslide and Escape Goat, written by Anne Patchett, and Grandjete and Me by ballerina Allegra Kent. Robin is an alumna of the American Ballet Theater School Scholarship Program under Patricia Wilde and later danced professionally with the Pennsylvania Ballet, now called Philadelphia Ballet. She lives in California with her husband. In this episode, we talk about the book Gloria's Promise, a ballet dancer's first step, published by Random House Studio and American Ballet Theater on sale March 21st for ages four to seven. This is the first book in the series which introduces readers to a young ballet dancer whose boundless determination drives her dream of being accepted to the renowned ABT Summer Intensive Training Program, which is actually something that I myself did for two years when I was 15 and 16. Uh, It feels like a million years ago, but you know, so does everything now. (laughs) Uh, Glasser is an alumna of American Ballet Theater's training program and a former soloist with Pennsylvania Ballet. And the book... Uh, draws from personal experience to bring exquisite and authentic detail to every illustration in this inspiring and heartwarming story. And here's the synopsis for Gloria's Promise. It's adorable. Gloria is a young dancer with a passion for ballet. Gloria doesn't just want to dance, she has to dance. She loves the music and the costumes, and she especially loves to practice. Many children dream of dancing with a ballet company, Gloria is no exception, and her dream is very big indeed. 
She longs to earn a spot in the summer program at the American Ballet Theater. On the day of her audition, Gloria sets her mind to making an impression, but when class doesn't go as well as she hoped, she wondered if her persistence will be enough to make the cut. So how adorable is that, first and foremost? Uh, I'm so excited that Robin is joining me on this episode of Front Row, and I think you're going to love her. She is hilarious and energetic and everything you'd expect from an illustrator and author of children's books. Enjoy! Welcome to Front Row, Robin. How are you? I'm terrific. And how are you? How's your knee? My knee is great. I am a little over 14 months out of surgery now, and I've gotten back on stage in whipped cream in the fall season. I got back on stage in the Nutcracker just a year after I had injured myself in the Nutcracker. And uh, a week or two ago, I did Romeo and Romeo and Juliet at the Kennedy Center. So things are going well. I'm still building strength, and it's really freaking tedious and difficult. But I, I am so grateful to be back out there, and I feel better and better every month. So thank you for asking. We, I, I live by the Segerstrom Center and saw you and Isabella do the tushy lift in the Nutcracker oh, yeah. before <laughs> you hurt your knee. And then everybody, all my friends who were at that, was it the Sunday performance, the last performance or something? I think it was the Sunday performance, yeah. I wasn't actually scheduled to do that show, and I was covering, Bella and I were covering for uh, another couple, and sadly, uh, yeah, that was that. But you had friends in the audience during that show? Yes, so it got around very fast, and it wow. was just devastating for the whole, the whole dance world. And then to watch your recovery yeah, was I feel, just something. It was inspiring. Well, thank you. Thanks, Robin. Yeah, I feel like I traumatized a theater full of adults and children that day. Yes, you did. <laughs> That's okay. So I'd like to, uh, to describe your look today to my listeners. Okay, Robin has the most fabulous little tiara on and uh, some rimmed glasses, and, you know, she's doing Fancy Nancy very proud. <laughs> I, I didn't know, do you put the tiara behind the big earphones headset or in front? So that was my only dilemma. Well, I kind of went back and forth on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just mad I'm not wearing a tiara. I, now, now I know, next time. I need to get a Fancy Nancy tiara. exactly so robin we're going to talk about gloria's promise which is absolutely charming and actually very relatable to me as someone who has auditioned and attended abt summer programs and i'm also very honored that i am illustrated into the book doing a grand jeté yep there i am folks (laughs) it's so cool oh my gosh and I drew you with with your uh, because this was like while you were recovering, but you were posting lots of uh-huh. photographs of, and video of yourself uh, and with your with your beard, not your on on uh, on, on uh, stage face, <laughs> but with your beard. So I drew you with your beard in the book. Yeah. Sorry. Whenever I'm not on stage, I do like to have a beard. So I think it makes sense that when I'm in the studio, as in this illustration, I have my you know, I guess one could call it a signature beard. It's not terribly original, but, you know, I like to have a beard. What can I say? I like it. Good. 
So I've been following your career since you were in Boston Ballet. So I have seen you mostly without your beard on stage anyway. So you want to talk about Glorious Promise and what it was like for you to go from uh, Boston Ballet to New York. I know you just got a call maybe from Kevin McKenzie who said, come to us. But most people like me have to audition for the school and work your way up. So many people like Skylar actually were in in the school and worked their way up into the company. Yeah. Um, I was in the school at ABT in the scholarship program that uh, with Leon Danielian and Pat Wilde back in the 70s. And my class was Cynthia Harvey and Elaine Kudo and that whole group. Yes. That was maybe before you were born. Wow. <laughs> anyway. No, I know those names. I know Cynthia, of course. Yeah. And they got into the company and I didn't. And I was devastated. Uh, I actually blew my audition with uh, with uh, uh, for the company, and when I I was so nervous, and I hadn't learned how to audition yet. Yeah, so you attended the ABT school and everything. You you experienced the audition, uh, you know, whatever it was, the auditions for the program, and. What were your specific experiences in the auditions that led you to write this book? Actually, what happened was I had have uh, illustrated a hundred books by now. I, I was a, I was a professional dancer till I was thirty. I danced actually professionally with uh, Pennsylvania Ballet for eleven years, and was was that was probably better that I didn't get into ABT with all my friends because I got to do the kinds of uh, uh, parts maybe that I wouldn't have done, been able to do at ABT because there were better dancers than me. And for some reason, I was uh, the, the director of Pennsylvania huh. Ballet, uh, Benjamin Harkavy at the time, loved to do all these uh, heavy dramatic uh dances like uh Carmina Burana and um you know so 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 I just did a lot mm -hmm. of these dramatic pieces and that was that's my soul that's my 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 forte anyway and why when then when I stopped dancing at 30 and went back to school to become an illustrator um I felt that I already had that uh the body language and all that emotion inside of me that sort of easily translated from my mm -hmm. head down into my arm and onto the page. And people talk about my illustrations as, as having uh, that ability to, uh, to, to jump off the page with, with feeling emotion. And, and I guess it's through the body language of my characters. I'm actually telling a story through the body on the page instead of doing it myself. Um, but I use I, I use a lot of movement uh, mm -hmm. um, with all my characters, all my the, the children that I drew and brought in my picture books. Oh, yes, absolutely. I saw like a lot of um, physicality, almost like um, I, I'm a big fan of like Tex Avery and uh, you know the the sort of old yes. cartoon <laughs> gods who studied movement so seriously, and I saw a lot of that. Uh, very fierce movement, literally jumping off the page. It's really fun to look at, I would imagine, for kids and parents alike. Um, but I also, I'm very curious as to why you 
you call the main character in the series Gloria. Uh, what's your connection to Gloria? That that word Gloria, the name Gloria. Do you have a connection with it? Oh, I do love that song. Yes. Gloria, <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> right. And the new Sam Smith song, Gloria, is about believing in yourself. Oh, wow. Um, and so after I had done a lot of Fancy Nancy books, uh-huh. uh, then ABT was doing this publishing program. And I had done some books with Lee Wade, who's uh, the editor, and she has her own imprint at Random House. She came to me and said, Robin, I know you are a dancer. I know you are an ABT. Could you do uh, write a story about what it was like to actually be there in the room where it happened, mm. be there to see it, to feel it, to smell it? So I had to go back now to, I hadn't really when I left ballet, I left ballet. I started this whole new, I mean, you and I can talk about second careers in a whole nother podcast (laughs) because it was, it was a whole other life. I had to leave it behind to really give this my all. Mm. So um, now I'm coming back to the ballet world and trying to remember what it was like, that hunger, that passion, what made us get up in the morning when everything hurts and you still get up and do the work. It's because of something that's driving us. So I wanted to capture that feeling because that's what I try to do with my characters is, is express a feeling. We only have 32 pages in a, in, in a, in a picture book to, mm. to really move somebody and, and the audience. And so I, 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 that so even just her name Gloria, I, I felt that's the feeling I had when I was on stage. You know when you're in the zone and the sh- and and the performance. You don't. You're just so in the zone. You're lost in it. You're not thinking of the steps. You're not really feeling feeling anything. You're just almost floating. Yeah, absolutely. That feeling is what I wanted to. How how can how can I bring that to the character? So the word glory just came to me because. That's how I felt. And then Gloria just was, became her name. Because now the, 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 the title of the book is Glorious Promise because it's the double meaning of the word promise, which is what you need to, be, to excel at any, any of the arts. Mm-hmm. You have to have the talent, the promise, promise, talent. And that's just the first step. The rest is the commitment, the promise you make to the work. Yeah every day. And the last words of this book is because she, she auditions for the school and gets into the summer intensive. And the last words are, uh, uh, she, she promises, you know, she makes the promise to herself that she'll commit to the work. And she, and the last words are instead of the end are, and now it all begins because mm. that's just the beginning getting into getting into your the college of your choice or getting into uh get you know uh, um, interviewing for that job and getting the job that's yeah. just the first step the next is the work can i tell you so a little that's story what this here book is about and it's not yeah please, please so uh i i auditioned for the abt summer programs and i received a full scholarship for 2 years and at the end of my second year, uh, I received a letter from American Ballet Theater stating that I would no longer be receiving scholarships to the summer program. And if I wanted to return, I would have to re-audition uh, 
and pay full price uh, because they weren't seeing the improvement that they had hoped in me. And, you know, that was really devastating for me. And it lit a fire under my ass to work really hard because ABT was always my dream company. So uh, I went away to school and ended up going to the Boston Ballet summer program where I was accepted into the main company as an apprentice and then rose to the rank of principal dancer over the course of my 10 years there. And then I never forgot about ABT. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't Kevin giving me a call, the former director, and saying, would you like to come dance for ABT? I, uh, I had to... Uh, I called and submitted videos of my dancing and uh, had to come and audition. And I was, after my audition, offered a soloist contract. And so that is how I made my way all those years later back to ABT. Isn't that wild? See, yes. And actually, I read that in your book. So now I remember it. I don't know why I thought that it was that, that Kevin just <laughs> called you and said, Oh, James, we love I mean, you that so would be much. Fabulous, but I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be who I am without, um, you know, being dismissed every once in a while, you know? Um, but wait, I want to know um, why it is that you wanted to tell this story of, of a, a child making a commitment to art and perhaps being disappointed in one's performance, but still making it work and committing. Touching. Why yeah. that story? I think that's the story of my life. I have a certain amount of talent, had it in ballet from the time I was a, a little child. I was I was sort of good at everything with art. I could play the piano the second I touched the piano. I could dance. I could easy, you know, they showed me a step and I could do a pirouette. You know, I I could draw immediately when I was young. But but that's really just the first step. I have worked 14 hours a day and I'm 66 years old now and I haven't stopped. And when I, I often, I, weekly, daily, I get calls, uh, emails, Facebook, you know, PMs. Hey, I have a story I'd like to write and I want to, uh, get, get um, ha- I, I want you to illustrate it or, you know, and they haven't even written it yet or something. I, I want to tell them yeah. it took me 10 years to be a dancer and it took me 10 more years to break into, you know, the publishing world. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know what to tell you if you just have an idea. That's just the first step. Yeah. So it, do you know what I mean? So that's, that's mm-hmm. really been my angle here. It's not that anything has come easy to me. I've had to work really hard at it and I want to encourage kids to not give up it, it, yeah, with rejection. You're going to get rejected. You have to practice auditioning. Um, uh, auditioning is, is something also. You have to go and make your mistakes and do it over and over again until you're comfortable so that when you audition for American Ballet Theater or anything, you know, I, I wish I'd gone back after Lucia Chase, you know, didn't take me into the company, but took Cynthia Harvey in when I was 17. Instead of walking away, I needed to come back and audition the next year and the next year and the next year or whatever. And even uh, and I even bumped into Patty Wilde when I was, you know, uh, doing lead dance, uh, you know, lead dancer at Pennsylvania Ballet. And she said, come and audition. And I'm like, oh, I can't because I was still 
devastated about being rejected at age 17. I couldn't get over it. And uh, Robin, why did you decide to hang up your point shoes at age 30 and go back to school? Hurt my back, but I couldn't. In in my day, when you hurt yourself, they didn't have sports medicine yet. Luckily, Pilates and all, I mean, I know what you've done to strengthen your body. There was none of that in those days. Pilates actually had just started. Mm. I was in Philadelphia at the time. There was a center in New York and I went to it, but I was living in Philadelphia. So I didn't really have the support to help me uh, get over my injury. So, so, uh, and all the doctors just wanted to fuse my back. It turned out it was my hips. So I've had two hip replacements. It wasn't even my back, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's just, thank God, uh, uh, sports medicine has developed to where it is now. And that the kids, the young kids are doing the strengthening exercises so that they're able to do the crazy stuff every kids do today. All all of you, I still call you a kid. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean. I'm a crazy (laughs) kid. I'll take it. (laughs) You're a crazy kid. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm wondering though, did you know that you really wanted to be an illustrator? What what did, were you studying to become? Well, uh, let me backtrack just a little bit. My inspiration growing up was my cousin Fran, uh, Francie. Do you know who Fran Lebowitz is? Yes, uh, absolutely. I know who Fran Lebowitz is. So my mom and her mom are sisters. Fabulous. And we grew up <laughs> together. And she broke all the, she's a little older than me, just old enough that I looked up to her. She was a god to me. And she was doing everything wrong, breaking every rule, uh, you know, at 12 smoking and, you know, just everything. And Mm -hmm. I thought she was the bomb. Our parents were devastated. What (laughs) to do about Fran? What to do about Fran? She kept kicked kept getting kicked out of every high school. And so then she came and lived with us and, you know, didn't really (laughs) finish her GED and just sort of gave up and moved to New York and wrote a book. And when I was, I guess, about 18, it was published. She was like 24 or something called Uh Metropolitan Life. And suddenly she was the toast of the world. So I got to see how exciting books were. And I love to read and all that stuff. So I was yeah. always, because I like to draw, I was always making little books and showing Fran my pictures and showing mm-hmm. everybody my pictures. And and I so I, I knew I had this other talent. And then when I was in the Pennsylvania Ballet, the NEA was still, you know, the government was still uh, subsidizing the ballet companies for a while there. And we toured for nine months of the year all over the country. And during the day, while the other kids were complaining, you know, I only ate an apple today and they were complaining. And I don't know, they were probably <laughs> dancing harder than I was because mostly I was going to the, you know, the, the Chicago Art Institute when we were in Chicago or going to every museum. And <laughs> I filled notebooks and notebooks full of, of, of drawings and when I stopped dancing at 30, I took all those notebooks. I walked to Parsons School of Design and I was full of piss and vinegar by that point. I plopped them down and said, I want to go here. And they gave me a full scholarship just because they figured 
I, by that point, I was strong. I, you know, I had my confidence and, you know, I just didn't have a body anymore. Yeah. Too bad because Lucha Chase would have loved me then. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wait, so how long is the, the program at Parsons? It was a four-year BFA. Okay. Wow. Gosh, I, it's so daunting to imagine going back to school for four years at this stage in my life. You know, when I actually hang up my shoes and retire from from classical ballet, I uh, I'm not terribly interested in in doing that. But you know, never say never. Um, I actually like to tell people who just who don't know what to do when it's over. I remember when I was at the end of my career and I was, the, the other dancers were avoiding me like the plague because they knew that I was not going to dance anymore. And they didn't want to mm. hear it from me how hard this was, that I felt like I was falling off a cliff. What was I going to do? So there was this death that happened when I actually had to stop. And, um, wow. And, and the going back to school, my, my mother suggested it and it just seemed like it was a way to regroup and re remake myself. And in the end, that was the greatest thing in the world because I was so inspired I fell in love with every one of my teachers, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it was just an entire new world. So, so I also, I always feel, I mean, now I've had, I've been divorced twice, I've, you know, married three times. 
I, I feel like my life has been these sort of plateaus, like you run up the hill, you do all that work, then there's the plateau, ballet, and then you fall off the cliff. And then you're like walking along, you see a new cliff, you climb up that hill 10 years to become an illustrator and plateau walking along. Mm. And, you know, at what point now are people going to not want me to illustrate books anymore. I don't know. I'll fall off the cliff. And then there's actually, I have another love that I've always wanted to be a, I don't know, what do they call them? A hairdresser. When I was little, they called them a hairdresser. I always wanted to do hair. <laughs> so maybe that will be my third really? career. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, there's always. I mean, that would be so cool. <laughs> well, wig maker for Broadway, or I'd love to do uh, yeah, yeah. scenic design for, uh, for, for, for anything theatrical. I mean, I have all these other things I'd love to do, but I kind of feel like you need to learn it. You need to know it. So taking classes, going back and yeah. getting some, uh, so, some courses really gets you getting up that mountain to get to that plateau but you've got to learn it you can't just like stab at it and and uh, say you know hey i have the story i want to write you need to actually study the book writing <laughs> for instance i mean you didn't mm. <laughs> you you just wrote a book because everybody I loves sure didn't. you <laughs> i love your book it's so just gabby but but you know you you have a Thanks. talent and an ability not everybody does and so the people who maybe aren't quite as talented as you go take a class go take a course yeah uh, you'll find your way with help from other people who who can help hone your hone your talent yeah you just had it naturally and robin why why did you pick uh, books for children. Hmm. Good point. Well, especially because I, as a dancer, I love to tell stories and it's, it, I knew that I could draw, but how can you tell a story with your art? Uh, it helps if you have a book to put it in. I mean, I did comic strips and that kind of, but it always was huh. a, a beginning, middle, end. You know, I always saw it the way I, 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 I approached a ballet. You know, I always did did all that work. Who is your character? I, again, I did all the story ballets. I did all the, the dramatic ballets that had stories, the story of Othello. Uh -huh. You know, we did all those kind of dramatic stories so that I was always creating a character and I knew the backstory and all that stuff. So as an mm. illustrator for picture books, I get to do all the parts. I get to be the costume designer, whatever all that everybody in the book is wearing, the the scenic designer. I know, you know, what is the world that they exist in with Fancy Nancy? I had to create the entire family. We created we did 80 books for Fancy Nancy. So there was an entire world and cousins and friends and you know, all these people. I got to design wow. character design. So I got to do all of that. So I get to do yeah. everything except the word part. That's what I've been doing for 30 years. But then when Random House and American Ballet uh -huh. Theater came to me, they said, write your story. So um, because I now had to write something, I, I had done some books with my sister, Jacqueline Price Weitzman. Fantastic. I was hoping to get uh, Jacqueline on the podcast, but the schedules weren't working out. I apologize for that. Um, I just want to give a big shout out to Jacqueline for co-authoring this book with you and it's so 
much fun. And I just want to let everybody out there know that if you have a child interested in dance, or if you just want your your family to enjoy a a story about a person who's committing and dealing with disappointment, uh, you you absolutely must get Glorious Promise. I I just wanted to ask you, did you have any favorite you know picture books as a kid? What did you read? Uh, it was so long ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Eloise was probably my favorite book because she was so naughty, and I was so naughty. Uh, or I was inner. I was innerly relatable. Naughty. I was in. I was more. I was. I was a quieter kid than than certainly I became. Now I'm a just big, loud, crazy person. But I was, I was on, on the inside. I was Eloise being naughty, and so I loved uh, what what uh, that. And plus, if you look at Eloise, anybody who who knows Eloise, she's also moving, and there's humor, and uh, she's so expressive, and she's so so it's so funny. The illustrations are 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 you can look at them a thousand times. That's the kind of illustration that I was always drawn mm. to. Um, I don't. I. I. I also. I think with Fancy Nancy, that happened is that I was able to bring a lot of the humor was in the text, and there was humor in the illustrations, and that was my favorite part of. Uh, we did. Mm-hmm. We did those books for fifteen years, and did eighty books, and then Disney bought it and did the animated TV series. So. There were many, 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 many stories, and and she got to dance and sing, you know, uh, on the screen, and it, it's just been a full circle. And yeah, we did musicals of it, and it's just been. That, oh wow! That, that's I mean, been my dream. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, my favorite uh yeah. kids book was Hop on Pop, which is a Dr. Yeah. Seuss book, and I, I called my dad Pop when I was a kid. Oh. I mean, I still call him Pop. And I thought it was just the coolest thing ever that, you know, my dad's name, you know, Pop, (laughs) was the title of this book. And I made him read it to me all the time. Uh, Yeah, I loved all the Dr. Seuss. Uh, And he was so fantastical. And I don't have any of that ability, which is, uh, I, I, I do admire all the illustrators who can create, you know, just fa- fantasy characters. Uh, I'm I'm more a reality based. Yeah. Since Fancy Nancy had you know an animated series run and everything, and just really took off in a major way, uh, do you have any similar dreams for Glorious Promise? And what sort of series can we expect? You know, including Gloria. I uh, yes, I really wanted her to get her point shoes next because that is every little girl's big moment and in 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 going back and talking to kids in the schools I asked them you know what was that like and oh I slept with my point shoes for a week after I got them that kind of thing um but I don't think that (laughs) random house random house was not relating to that one they want her to get on the stage so the second story she actually is going to be in an ABT performance as a supernumerary. She's going to be one of wow. the little kids. Um, and um, something bad happens because it does. Things happen on stage. 
as you have it to you, but it's oh not going to happen like that. It's going to be a costume blooper. And she thinks she ruined the performance, but it was just the dress rehearsal. And we, as we all know, a bad dress rehearsal means a good performance, right? <laughs> Amen to that. Oh, that's so cute. Wait, so do you have a whole series deal? Like how many books are in the deal thus far? Well, we're just going to do those two and see if people like them. You kind of take it step by step. With Fancy Nancy, uh, It when it came out, it just, the, the kids just grabbed onto it. So that just sort of pushed it. That's a little bit how it works in, in yeah. picture boxes that you wait to see what the audience wants. And if they want any more, we will give it to them. Of course. I mean, probably any book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you uh, do you want a cartoon in the future for Gloria? <laughs> um, well, let's talk about let's talk about something that I'm sort of coming up against. The dance world is massive, and we know about that. You particularly know about that because of social media. You are connected to kids all over the world who are mad for looking at you dance. What is a challenge with this book is that uh, that people in the book world are saying, "Oh, ballet is too niche," and so so they don't they don't think that that's for everyone. And I'm I'm thinking mm-hmm. it is. It's it's exp- experiential her story. It's not that. Your kid maybe yeah. wants to be a ballet dancer, but don't you want to know what that would be like? And then encourage your child, say, who's into basketball to to understand that even if you mess up something, don't get discouraged. Keep working. Keep going. You know, the, it's a, so so our story yeah. parallels anybody who wants anything. If you want to get into your a college, if you want to get a job, it's all the same uh, background, inside feeling. I'd really want to take a look at the sales of the previous ABT picture books. And, you know, if those have performed well, there's clearly an audience for this type of book. So I I don't know. Do, Do you know anything about how the previous ABT uh, Penguin Random House picture books have been doing? I know that all the dance books, all, I mean, all of our friends, we know lots of people who have, have made dance books. They've all done okay, but none of them have just connected with the public as much as one one series did, Angelina Ballerine. And for some reason, she mm-hmm. was a mouse, and it was very uh, Dolly Dingle kind of ballet. You know, not you know, it was just it was just uh, fantasy ballet stuff. That series yeah. did really well and grabbed all that little those little kids. The books like my book, like right. our book, and some of the other uh, more serious, you know, specifically the stories of ballet, A to A to Z of ballet, those kinds of things. It's labeled a a niche book, and so they don't do the same kind of yeah. sales. So no, it, it 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 is a problem. 
But because our book is so mm, for the serious dance student, I'm just hoping that through social media, we can reach the kids that this will speak to. And for instance, I'm going over to the Seegerstrom, uh, the ABT Gillespie School, where all those kids who who were your little kids in the Nutcracker behind you when you fell, they're they're all, I'm going to see them yeah. on Saturday, and yeah. I drew a bunch of them into the book. So Aww. so that and it's this is their experience, this is their story, and this picture book picture yeah. books are generally for an audience of say three or four to like seven or eight. Our book really is for the kids yeah. who use like seven to 16, because we're talking about you yeah. guys, the ones who are serious about this and, and, and are hungry and want to just want, want to succeed in ballet. They want this dream. Um, and so those are the kids that we want to, yeah. to, to uh, to, to, to take a look at this book. I, when, when I'm going around uh, the country yeah. talking talking uh, to, uh, to schools, I'm also trying to go to, say, the Houston Ballet to talk to those kids who are 7 to 16. I'm going to go in Reno. I'm going to uh, a, a Regional Dance America to talk to those kids. And I want to talk to the, these kids who are on the cusp, who have maybe suffered through the whole COVID disaster and how, how that just pulled the rug, rug yeah. out from underneath an entire generation of, of, of kids who've been working now for 10 years hard. Now they're ready to get into a company and suddenly everything shut down for two, three years. You know, how devastating for these kids. Yeah. Those are the kids that I'm going to, I want to talk to, who I want to reach. And that's who this book is for. It's like, just push. You can do it. Just go for it. So before I got my my memoir and essays book deal and everything, before I wrote that, um, I had been in touch with um, somebody at Penguin Studio, uh, the like kids division, and I had a proposal about a kids book, and I shared it with him, and you know it, it was very cute and whatever. But he was like what sort of vocabulary do you think these kids have? <laughs> I was, you know, there were words in there like, you know, obsequious and, and <laughs> so like just absurd words for children. So <laughs> it really, uh, it really talk about rejection. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have to rework that and uh, try again one of these days with uh, a different, you know, a more simplified vocabulary. Whoops. That is what I keep talking about is uh, for, for, for knowing, uh, t- taking a class in children's book writing, for instance, you would have learned that in the sec by the second session. So say you go, so y- you don't have to go back yeah, to school absolutely. for four years. You could just take a continuing education class at the new school in children's book writing, which I did. And you learn in three minutes, you know, what's the, how to structure your book, how many pages does it have, how, what words to use, how, what audience you're talking to. So all of that stuff you have to learn and it's, it, or read a book about it. There are yeah. books about it too. That's what I'm, I try to say to all the people who, who write to me and say, can you, can your agent, um, 
you know, pub- publish my book. <laughs> you know, people just have no clue. So <laughs> I'm like, well, it took me 10 oh years. Oh my gosh, to that's got to be irritating. It's not irritating. And I love to mentor people and guide them. I do it constantly. But, but, I, but that's my message. It's yeah. the same message as Glorious Promise. Do the work. The first step is getting in. The first step is having your idea. This, then do the work. Learn about it. And you certainly, now you have yeah. a story. Uh, but do the work. Know, know the form. And then bring it to your friend at Penguin, for instance. You know, so that, that's, that's what I like to tell people. Yeah, that's that's damn good advice, folks. <laughs> All right, Robin, I think that's a great place to stop. I, I just want to say thank you for coming to the front row with me and being so open and generous with your, your knowledge and time. And everybody out there, please uh, follow Robin on social media. Robin, what's your, your social media handle? Um, I have to get a social media handle. I just sort of got on uh, Instagram and learning how to do all that. Uh, it, you just, can just look me up at, on my, at my name, Robin Price Glasser, and the price is spelled P-R-E-I-S-S. So Robin Price Glasser. And I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok, although I am going to be getting those Seekerstrom kids to be TikToking for me. And when I get to New York, I'm going to get the JKO <laughs> kids. I'm going to ask the JKO kids to do the Grangete. We're going to do a Grangete uh, challenge, like the cover. and Not Grangete, a Grand Pas de Chat. Oh, wow. The, the cover of Glorious Promise has her doing this Grand Pas de Chat. And I even was, a, I saw um, your friend, Isabella, was uh, happened to be doing that step on uh, her Instagram the other day, and I took, I, I pulled a clip out of it and put it next to our glorious cover. And I'm going to ask the kids to try oh, wow. to do that step. So we're going to start a little uh, 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 shop challenge and see see what kids can do. I love it. Cute. Robin, thank you so much again for being on Front Row. And everybody go check out Glorious Promise. Don't forget to subscribe and review this podcast. And if you like it, share it with your friends or on social media. You can follow me on all social platforms by searching James Whiteside. My book, Center Center, a funny, sexy, sad, almost memoir, is available everywhere in all formats. Front Row uses music from the song A-flat by Black Violin. Check out the show notes on jamesbwhiteside.com for exclusive video and audio from this podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.